I'd like to talk this morning about miracles. You know, we hear this beautiful story in our gospel today about Jesus performing this healing. And this man who is deaf and has a speech impediment, and some of his friends bring him forward to Jesus and they ask if he would heal him. And Jesus takes this man aside, away from the crowd, and he touches his ears and he touches his mouth. And he says that beautiful Aramaic word that Mark quotes in his gospel, Ephatha, which means be opened. And in that moment, his deafness was cured, his speech impediment was cured, and he was able to hear and speak. And we can imagine, can't we, what it must be like not to be able to hear and to go through life not being able to hear the sound of a baby crying or birds singing or any of those things. And so this was a truly miraculous thing that Jesus did. He healed him. Why did Jesus perform miracles? Well, if we think about it, you know, Jesus grew up with Mary and Joseph in their home, and he was known by people in the town as he went about his business. And at about 30 years of age, we know that he started out on his public ministry. And we know that people were saying, who, who's, who is this guy? Isn't this Mary and Joseph's kid, the carpenter's son? What's, what, what is, who does he think he is, right? He was God in sandals. They didn't know that he was God. And so the miracles were a way for him to increase the faith of those around him. He was challenging the old law, the old way of doing things. He talked about writing that law of love in everyone's heart. No need to memorize those other laws. There's just one thing, to love God and love your neighbor. And Jesus didn't do these miracles for show. He did them to increase the faith of those around him. I want to share with you this morning the story of a modern-day miracle. My wife, Anne, is famous for giving me these great stories uh, that I can use in homilies. And so I want to share this one with you because it's really a sweet story. The story is about a little girl. She's six years old, and ironically, her name is Sunshine, which I think is just really cool. Uh, she grew up in Arkansas. And so Sunshine comes home from school one day, and she goes into her room, and she goes and gets her piggy bank. And she comes out where her mother is, and she dumps the piggy bank out on the floor, and there are coins and bills and so forth. And her mother says, honey, what are you, what are you doing? Why is your piggy bank out? And she tells her mother that there was a little girl at school that she met. And the little girl's mommy didn't have money for milk, and so this little girl didn't have any milk at school. And Sunshine felt bad about that. She didn't think that was right, so she wanted to take her piggy bank money and bring it to school and give this little girl money so she would have money for milk. If this is tugging on your heartstrings a little bit, you're not alone. This story went viral on the internet, as many things do in our modern day. And $11,000 was donated uh, as a result of this little girl's story so that many, many more children were able to have the food and things that they needed. 
Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, we read that story where the disciples are saying, how do we pray, Lord? And he says, these are the words that you use. And we hear the words of the Our Father then. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But in the middle of that prayer of the Our Father is probably the most powerful line, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Those words are a call to challenge for all of us baptized to go out in the world and do Jesus' will for our brothers and sisters when we meet. Thy will be done. A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, heading to the liquor store to pick up wine. I know that's no surprise to anyone who knows me well here. And um, as I was pulling into the parking lot of the liquor store, I saw this woman sitting on the ground. She had her, her back up against the wall of the store, and she's sitting on the ground there in the dirt. And I thought, oh, this doesn't look good. But I went about my business and got my wine and uh, noticed that she was still there. So I put the wine in the car. And I went over around to where she was, and I approached her kind of carefully because I didn't know her, didn't want to alarm her. And I said, you know, I don't want to bother you here. I just wanted to come by and see if you're all right. And she was very receptive and started talking to me, introduced herself. Her name was Latanya. And I could tell after talking with her for just a few minutes that she was intoxicated. And she had given me a couple of different stories kind of about what was going on and had said something about wanting to uh, be taken to Minneapolis to get some money. And I knew that I couldn't do that for a number of reasons. But I said, you know, I'd like to pray with you. Would that be all right? And she said, sure. So I sat down on the ground across from her, and I raised my right hand, and she raised her right hand, which is a sure signal that somebody knows what's going on, and I prayed with her. It was a simple prayer. I don't remember what I said. But I felt in my heart at that moment that God had done something in her and something in me. There was something kind of miraculous about that little prayer. And we finished the prayer and I got up and I said goodbye to her. She had a big smile on her face and she said, thank you. Thank you for coming to check on me. Thank you for praying for me. I really appreciate it. It was a small thing, a seemingly insignificant thing. My brothers and sisters, our prayers are not empty, meaningless words. Every time we pray for someone, those prayers go right up to God, and they have an effect. They've even done medical studies recently that people who have folks praying for them do much better after surgery than those who don't. Prayer is powerful. And Jesus said to his followers as he was talking about the Our Father and teaching them how to pray, he said, your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So ask him. Ask him for what you need. Bring those things that are happening in your life to prayer. Make Jesus present 
here and now. You know, it's so important that we call out the miracles that we see in our lives, because not everybody sees them, right? We're seeing the world through the eyes of faith, and not everyone has that vision. So to call out those miracles when we see them is so important. I want to call out another miracle that has happened this week. I don't know if you've been following the news, but if you've been looking at the news stories in the last couple of days, you probably know that there was a very, very important case that went before the Supreme Court this week. The state of Texas put a ban on abortion, and this case went before the Supreme Court trying to strike down that ban, and the court upheld that ban. Now, I know this is a sensitive issue, right, to talk about, but praise God, this is a small victory in this fight for the lives of the unborn. This word that we heard this morning, Ephatha, be open. God is calling us today to be open, to be open to his presence all around us and to bring that presence out into the world. So I want to end with a prayer this morning that our hearts would be open. Lord, we pray that our hearts would be open to the miracles around us, to those who are hungry physically and spiritually, that our hearts would be open to the wonders of your creation, to the cry of an infant, the sound of laughter, that our hearts would be open to the healing that you want to do in our own hearts and through us in the hearts of our brothers and sisters. And so we pray this morning, Father Ephatha, that you would open our hearts to the love that binds us to heaven and let us go forth and share that love with the world. Amen.